kids. Hi, also, girls. Hi, bo- uh, girls, boys, let's, and let's others. Let's go, girls. Also, bam, if you are if you are a child here, please leave. This please is an explicit podcast. We uh, you were not invited. Um, we, we do not enjoy children. We do not like children. We don't even. I don't. I personally don't like the sound of children playing outside. No, I can honestly tell you right now, if you're a child listening to this, I hate you. Yeah, and you can um, take that to the bank until you turn 18 and grow yeah, a personality of your yeah, own. Yeah, come, and if that personality happens to be shit, don't come back. Yeah, just don't do it. Just do what you have you to do. You will and, be missed. Unless your parents <laughs> are so cool that they're listening to this and you're listening to it with them and you're developing a personality through us, then you yeah. want to know what? You're welcome to stay, but also parents, listen up. We say crude things. We're trying not to because we're uh, we're godly Christians here. Yeah, we're um, currently sponsored by Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, we are actually. <laughs> we're we're sponsored by um, Communion Water. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Communion Water the same thing as Holy Water? Is it? I probably Can, do is. You drink communion? the Holy Water. I mean, no one stopped juice? me. I don't. No go one to has stopped me from drinking the Holy Water. <laughs> yeah, I bathe in that. Oh, you know what I like uh, to do? I like to dip my uh, uh, wafers in it because those wafers are so dry. They're very crispity and crunchity, but but almost to a fault. Which is weird, though, because like it's supposed to be the body of Christ. Do you think he was that dry? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hanging up on that. Um, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, honestly, it's fine. Look, the sun will do a lot of damage in a very little yeah, amount of time. Just imagine beef jerky on a stick. Nobody put <laughs> any. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the crucifixion. laughs> oh, wow. John, wow. that's so true. Uh, do you think that's where Jack Links came from? Yes. Perfect. Jesus now that Link. we're here at, our, <laughs> at this podcast that we like to call Mean Blast Girls. Mean Girls in, Interrupted. interrupted. <laughs> uh, which is a movie review <laughs> podcast. If you're new here, hi. Hey, guys. Hello. Listen to our eight other episodes, um, which are alarmingly amazing. They're all listed below. You can click. They're so fun. Listen, I, listen Linda, I just want to say last week. Yeah. The Northman. It kind of went all over the place for me after I listened to it. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys had a hard time following it, it's fine because we we did as well. Um, If you couldn't tell, but (laughs) the movie itself, we still stand by what we said. We stand by what we said. It could have been a hundred, but it's all short. But anyway, (laughs) we're here to talk to a... To you all about if you saw spoilers. the title. Yeah. So yeah, spoilers abound. Spoilers, spoilers for sure. Spoilers, spoilers, because we will be spoiling every everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Yes, is, we will. In my opinion, a great um, movie. Honestly, I don't even want to give my review yet, but it's so gonna, hard for me I'm to not wait. I'm doing the review, but great movie. A good for, film. For real? John, when I yeah. tell you right now. I have been thinking about this movie since I watched it. Hi, everyone. We're current once again. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) We're never current. And we realized, well, I realized, John, the Northmen has been our most popular. I think. I think people really like that movie, too. Also, whenever I was scrolling through podcasts, I noticed that in my suggested podcast, there was a Northman supplementary podcast i saw that as well i'm like they're really doing a full northman podcast and they probably hate us yeah but i don't know if they're doing anything like at all right now like is it 
it has Ooh, to be over it has yeah. to have been like a one-off right that's what they do like they have like a supplementary podcast for like tv shows that just like end you know they do but we don't end and we have not so we will never die well, we are never going to die. Our voices will be here forever. But yeah, but um, so getting into it. So everything, everywhere, all at once, just to give Michelle you Michelle Yeoh for all give of you. Give the stats, hunty. And Michelle Yeoh is giving Can, you the stats. Listen. She's been giving us the stats for. She's been giving it to us for a long time. And let me tell you, if this if she gets snubbed for an Oscar nomination, uh, if she's not at least nominated for an Oscar, no, I'm, I'm killing myself. No, no Oscar nominations. If she doesn't win, a if there's no nomination, uh, yeah. all of us we have to boycott. Nobody's doing what Michelle Michelle Yeoh's doing. Nobody's doing it. Michelle Yeoh in this movie is l- so. So incredible for all of you. Oh, John, do you want to get into the cast? Can you tell everyone how amazing this cast is? Um, Unexpectedly amazing cast. Very. Okay. So, okay. So it stars Michelle. Is it Yo or Yo? It's it's Yo. It's Michelle Yo. Yo. Okay. So (laughs) Michelle Yo um, stars as Evelyn Wang, who is um, a shop. I'm sorry. A laundry um, laundromat. Is that what they call them? Yes. A laundromat. (laughs) Her and her family run and own a laundromat that they they live live above it. Yeah. So, and and her uh, daughter is played by Stephanie um, Sue. Is that right? I actually, I'm not sure. And I'm sorry. I really want to know. know. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So uh, she, um, she comes from, she's not a familiar face, but breakout. This is a breakout role for her. Um, She's she's been around. She's been in, uh, you might recognize her from shows like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel or whatever. Uh, The path and unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt sometime at some point. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's a working girl. So well, um, good for her because she's great in this movie. Uh, yeah. She's phenomenal. Phenomenal in this movie. Can I say it again? Uh, phenomenal. phenomenal. I wanted to say it with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, and it also stars um, a very, I thought this was fun casting. Very fun casting. It's a, it's a K Hui Kwan. Yes. Who, I was like, who is this guy and how do I know him? Uh-huh. And then it clicked and then he started speaking and his voice got me. And I was like, oh my God, this is this is the little boy from Indiana Jones and Temple, the Temple of, of Doom. Doom. He's the cover your heart indie guy. I John, I he's, felt the same way. And it actually it. made he me made that movie, by the way. It made me so happy to see him because I had not thought of him. Oh, Goonies. He's yes. Goonies. Yes. So he was a very popular child actor. Like, yeah. So paving the way for uh, young Asian American kids. Um, very, very great cast, everyone. Yeah. So anyway, I'm so glad they got him for this movie because he was a perfect. I did not expect this high quality of performance from I I didn't know that he was capable of doing that. So I'm glad that this movie exists in a world where they can give like these really high quality scripts and uh, roles to these very familiar faces, people we have known and respected for so long, but they finally have an opportunity to shine through everything, everywhere, all at once. Honestly. And that movie. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. If everybody (laughs) listen, if you have not watched this movie and you're wondering if this movie is everything, everywhere, all at once, there it's, exactly, is, it's in the title. 
There's so much happening. Oh, speaking of title, can I give you like, uh, I need to give you like a fun fact about that. Yeah, Um, go for it. So I'm sorry. I had this pulled up. Um, uh, give me two seconds. Everyone. I know this is so horrible uh, of me. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to riff a little bit while you do that. Do please. Okay. So this is directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel, um, Scheinert. And they call they, them the Daniels. They call them the Daniels. And that's, I mean, they're, ne- they can never do things on their own, apparently. But so, who cares <laughs> at this point? Yeah. I mean, if this is what they can create together, yeah. they did, please. Um, they did uh, that one crazy, ridiculous movie, Swiss Army Man. They did? They did Swiss Army Man with starring, um, starring Daniel uh, Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe as and, um, the corpse. <laughs> and what's his face? Um, Paul Dano was a Paul yes. Dano. Paul, yes, Paul Dano. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so that movie, everybody was talking about it, was talking about Swiss Army Man whenever it came out because they were like, it was wild. And so I'm, I'm glad they, <laughs> I'm glad they did this movie, but they went, they elevated whatever they were known for from here on out. Like, it's crazy. So this, it, it's zany, <laughs> kooky, weird, totally bonkers at times, but it works. Oh, it fucking works, hunty. As we say, W-E-R. <laughs> it works. This, this movie This works. movie worked. Also, I wanted to go back to the title, the fun fact. So everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. So a lot of times, if you guys don't know, movies will have a fake name while it's under production uh, oh. just to kind of keep things secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aquaman was, um, was Aquamarine 2. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the uh, Avengers Affinity War was going under the name... Um, Mary Lou <laughs> and Deadpool was wham this movie. So interstellar was Flora's letter. The last Jedi was space bear. And this movie was <laughs> a woman tries to do her taxes. That's, that was the oh fake name God. that was under this just so just, you all know. I mean, it's not a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie at all. She is trying to do her taxes. It literally takes place in the, in the offices of the IRS. Okay, the majority of this film. Okay, let's simplify it here. But before we go, I have to say that um, I am acquaintances with um, the, the production company who did this, Agbo. Oh. Which is owned by the Russo brothers, um, who are, is, is of like the Marvel in, in Spider-Man movies. But this was like fame. an A24 film. So did oh, they, 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 they distributed it. Yeah. So A24 mm. did the distribution. Uh, yes, yes, yes. They probably did some kind of uh, co-production, but it was set up at uh, Agbo, which I, I do like those guys over there. They are very nice to me. Listen, at this point, first, good. They better be. Also, love you for being nice. Uh, and then second... <laughs> A24 at this point, if there's an A24 stamp, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that this is going to be one of my favorite movies because yeah, they A24 do, they turn is it out. so consistent. They did. Didn't they? No, that was sorry. They did they, not. They did the witch. Yeah, they do so many good movies that the ones that kind of fall a little flat, I yeah. easily can be like, you know what? You've given me so much entertainment. I'm OK. Yeah, it's like, you know what, you can have a couple of misses here and there, but keep swinging, slugger. Yeah, you slugger, I love that. That felt very (laughs) unnatural coming out of my mouth. Did it it sound like that? No, John, it actually sounded like something you say every day. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so you know who else is in this? Jamie Lee Curtis. Everyone. Hats off to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. 
I do not. I do not enjoy the term chef's kiss. I hate that people trending it. I don't like the gesture, so I'm not going to do it. But you can this, say it ironically. I will let was, it slide. This was actually a chef's kiss performance. And I that also felt very unnatural coming out of my mouth because I hate it when people say chef's kiss. Do, uh, it could have been that or the bee's knees. Which would you prefer? Chef's kiss oh, or uh, bee's knees? I don't want to be kissed by no chef. Well, how do you know? Oh, what if it's ratatouille? <laughs> Which is, thank you for the tying that leg. in. <laughs> thank you for tying that in because there's a major ratatouille reference in here. There I is. love it. There really is. Uh, I just wanted to be like, okay. Rakakuni? <laughs> and it's like actually in some dimension. It actually there's, in some universe. Hilarious. It actually happens. It is and, the look on his face whenever she snatches his chest yes. and exposes him <laughs> in front of all of those people. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's do a quick. Oh my gosh. John, this movie, I, I don't even know where to start because. And also the rat, the raccoon, the rat, that raccoon ties into the plot. And it's so insane. I mean, it, mass, it's masterful storytelling, but we have to start from the beginning. We so, do, but okay. we're going to make it quick, you guys, because All there's right. too we're much still, to we're go through. We're already running long. We are every, every, with everything everywhere all at once. Yes, we okay. are. This is not an if you know, you know podcast. We have to break it down. Okay, so Michelle Yeoh, Evelyn, she is, um, she is our protagonist and her status quo is not worth maintaining and that's where you have to start every movie um so she is living above a, a laundromat with her uh with her husband and uh her adult daughter is is coming by for dinner tonight and she is bringing a guest and that guest is, is becky is becky who is her girlfriend and they've known that she's out it's not a coming out story um but it's like this is the first time they're really like meeting her uh around dinner and so um what we what we get to some little, a little exposition is uh she is a little disgruntled about her lot in life she um isn't necessarily happy that her daughter is her only daughter is gay and um she makes that known and she is worried that uh oh yeah so another a special guest at this dinner is going to be her father so and he has come michelle yo's father michelle michelle yo's father so the grandfather yeah the grandfather who um uh is very traditional, very conservative, and she feels like introducing um, introducing the the girlfriend to him over dinner is going to embarrass her. And, yes, and and also maybe uh, that that's the subtext of it. Really, that is. It's like Michelle Yeoh is going through it. So basically, Michelle Yeoh has issues with her parents, and because of that, she has also created problems with her own child. Yeah, well, she's um, just unhappy with everything that's gone down in her existence. Everyone's unhappy, it appears, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. like the beginning of this. Because because we, do, we do see immediately that like there's the husband has divorce papers in his hand, and Michelle Yeoh does not know anything about it. She's so. absolutely oblivious, too, because she's touching the papers at one 
point and doesn't realize there are divorce papers. Yeah. And that's uh, the visual storytelling here is she it's chaotic. Uh, well, John. also her mind is, I mean, the character building that does is she I, has, she has no concern about her relationship with her husband. She's just miserable. She is. Yeah. So I just want to say this in this first beginning scene, you guys, you get a very, and the way it's directed is amazing because you get yeah. the scene where dinner's going to be happening. Everyone's trying to prepare for it, but they also have the business they're taking care of. So they're yes. running around within the first 10 minutes and it fills, it actually gave me when the I was watching it, yeah. it did. And I felt it because there's so and much chaos, energy. Guess what? Chaos is a theme, by the way, of this movie. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, so, so the daughter comes, she's very nice. And the Becky, Becky is there and, uh, the, while in the laundromat. And then while they're arguing about introducing Becky to the grandfather and why it shouldn't happen and why it should happen, the grandfather comes downstairs, uh, and surprises them. It's like, who's this? And then whenever, uh, whenever the daughter, what's her name? The character name, uh, um, oh, joy, joy, joy. Yes. Her name is joy, which I, can I interject? I yeah. actually met a flight attendant named joy and she had none. Yeah, exactly. And no, this, this so is it's kind of this. It's very similar vibes <laughs> with this joy. Um, so uh, she joy's about to be like, this is my girlfriend. And but Michelle Yo interjects and is like, that's her very best friend. Yeah, her. it's her super good friend. And you can yeah. see it in Joy's face. She's like, which which is uh, triggering. It was true. Did that trigger you? Because honestly, as a gay person, I was like, oh, no, ma'am, that is not OK. I'm sure John, a lot of straight people watch that scene and they're like, what's the big deal? But for me, I, uh, I was like, uh, uh-uh. oh, no, 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 no. So here's the thing. It absolutely triggered me because my neighbors uh-huh. Do the same thing. So for those of you out there who don't know, I am a married gay man. And to have my neighbors call my husband, my friend, after I've already told them that we're married. Yeah. Is, and by the way, you've had a long partnership. You've established a life with this person and which is established around love and respect. Some, and most days. Most days. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody... Dem- to diminish that by calling them your friend. Even is, after. It, it hurts. Yeah. It doesn't even, it actually doesn't even hurt anymore. It's infuriating. But enough about that because but, we're not going to go your, into it. If it's like your, your mom doing oh. that, that's fucked up. You oh, know? dude. Anyone at this point. Just. Oh, oh I got, I just got a BT dubs. Oh, tell me. Oh, I, I shouldn't say, but maybe. Oh. But, you know, so <laughs> currently I'm not going to shame anybody, but like. Oh, um, no, you can if you want to. Yeah. So would you my, like to shame someone? My, my partner redacted. Uh, his mom refers to us as friends. Yeah, no, you, it's fine. You can shame. Shame away. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so words matter, guys. Words matter. <laughs> and this is what's happening in this scene in the movie. We're back to everything everywhere yeah. all at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any who's it. Um, uh, so, but Michelle Yeoh, she is very much has bigger fish to fry because she's like, we're being audited by the fucking IRS and I got to pull all these goddamn receipts over like decades to to bring it to the IRS lady. So she and her husband 
who's very nice and kind, by the way. He's such a sweet person. He's very supportive and loving. So he's very much his whole character exudes like love and support. Absolutely. And so uh, with with the dad in the wheelchair, the grandpa in the wheelchair, they all take a family trip to the IRS. Building. <laughs> Honestly, what a what a horrible family trip that could be. Uh, yeah. And it's under like the pretense of like Michelle Yeoh, like feigning success to her grandfather because she's like so like worried about disappointing him even further in her life. So she's like, we're not being audited. We are actually here to apply for a license to expand our business. Yeah. Oh, her, her dad, not her grandfather. Just so you're all. Oh yeah. It, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just a little, yeah, this sorry. is her father at this point, just yes. so you know oh, the dynamic who's played by uh, James Hong, by the way. Who is from, honestly perfectly who is, cast who is also from like very famous Hollywood movies throughout the ages. And this, I feel like this was his role of a lifetime. This cast, I could not have asked for. If they had done anything different, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And so I'm glad they, get, they gave this role to James Hong because you wouldn't know him if you saw him. And it's like he's in Chinatown. He's in big trouble in little China. But he is always sort of um, relegated to these very stereotypically Asian roles, um, which is like a like like the token of the eighties and nineties, um, big budget movies. But I mean, and so f to see this extra level from uh, James Hong in this, in, in this role was like, that was, that was like, I was sort of like watching it at a distance whenever I would respect that. And I'm like, Oh my God, these like, like I'm like, it would, I'd be like this, these roles for these people, like, it was, it was perfectly cast. Yeah, I don't exactly. even know how to say it. Like, yeah. And so like Michelle Yeoh, before we go on, when did you first discover Michelle Yeoh in your life? Okay. This is going to suck because She's I know Michelle Yeoh has she, been around for a very long time. Yeah. L the, the first time she really caught my eye was crazy rich Asians. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, she was really when good she really caught my eye was then. And I was like, we need to be watching more of her. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh my God. Yes, John. What? See? See? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, okay. So thank that, you. That, that was for me whenever I was like a kid watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I like fell in love with her. I was just like, I don't know who this lady is, but work. Okay. Uh, okay. This truly explains to me. I'm going to tell you right now, and this sound, this sucks because. I don't remember her in that movie and it's one of my favorite movies. I, I don't know the cast, but here's the thing. This makes sense now because this movie was written with another person in mind. And I believe who was the actor they had cast initially. Um, anyway, it ended up going to Michelle Yeoh and mm. it was written for a man. Um, oh, it, it was Jackie Chan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was initially written for Jackie Chan. And I was like, okay, so they gave this to Michelle Yeoh who yeah. clearly knows how to do these types of movies where there's but, fighting, but where need, there's action, martial arts stunts. And she's, she's done it several times throughout her career. So, um, okay. That makes sense. I oh, totally get she, it. Wasn't she in hero as well? No. That, oh my God. Talk about another pretty movie. Fucking hero. Dude. Uh, hero was a fantastic. I said that with a pH. Everyone, we don't cuss here because <laughs> we're a family podcast. Yeah. But um, she's like, she was, a, she's also a bond girl. She was in tomorrow never dies. How BT is she dubs? How is she everywhere? 
all she at is, once. She is everything, and she is everywhere, and she is and all, she is at, all once. at once. She is everything, and this movie proves it. Also, she's in like all of the next avatars, by the way. I'm wait, looking at it right now. She wait, there's ca- more Avatar? Uh, yeah, Avatar We're not two, talking that. Avatar 2 is coming out, and then no. she's already cast for Avatar 3, Avatar 4, and Avatar 5. Wait, they really want to continue that franchise? Oh, it's already, it's already being done, did. It's finished. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's coming out like later this year. Did you see the first one? Um, yeah, I did. Did you watch the Avatar series? Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Avatar as in um, I'm talking Avatar oh. as in big giant blue oh. aliens. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but Avatar, the, the cartoon was great, but then horrifically whitewashed the movie in, in was the movie. absolute trash that was an uh, so, okay. Shyamalan. okay we're talking about a different <laughs> movie i was like no she doesn't want to do this she needs to pull out now yeah but <laughs> so, so this isn't michelle yo's first rodeo but no. i am so but man has it been a long ass climb to get a role like this for her listen i'm telling you everyone yeah you have to watch for her watch Watch what she's doing. I mean, I, I, she has a huge fan base already. So like she's fine, this, but this is this is her moment to be nominated for an Oscar. I think this movie has now just for me. I'm like, is she a gay icon now? Can we she's, make her one? Been, I think she is because like I responded to her in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And and there's there's those are like it's it's almost like like Meryl Streep for for gay teens. like Like a powerful strong woman who knows who she is yeah and uh, like yeah exactly but anyway so we're back at the irs Uh, okay sorry everyone they're they're in the irs building which is uh, takes up basically the rest of the movie and Uh uh, they are talking to jamie lee curtis who is their irs auditor and um um do you know do you want to know her name which isn't really said a lot in this Wait, her but character don't, name. It's well, called, don't forget this part before. Oh, when yeah, they're going yeah, yeah. up the elevator. Michelle Yeoh's husband. Yeah, take it away, Travis. So I just need to tell you this before mm. we get to where you're going. So they're at the IRS building and they're going in the elevator up to where you, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is introduced. So then something happens in the elevator where uh, Michelle Yeoh's husband in the movie, uh, he kind of changes a little bit and he's like, hey, by the way, read this. I'm not who you think I am. And I won't remember this conversation Wear this shit on your head. There's a different universe happening. Someone is coming to kill you. Oh, what, just so you know. What, oh, so the elevator ride is obviously very significant. And how could I forget? Like, so he has these, so he puts, so he is another version of himself from another universe who inhabits this, this really loving, um, uh, husband very like homely husband and then he becomes like this action star like this jackie chan-esque action star yes yes who's on a mission so it's sort of like a secret agent inhabits his body and he puts these little bluetooth headphones like the ones you see all the douchebags wearing oh uh, like, yes, like the, yes. they're like they're like 2007 quality <laughs> like they look like, like you're about to they look like gaming like you're about to be gaming yeah so he, he puts those in each of her ears and like uh does a little thing on a phone and he kind of like reprograms her to be able to um experience herself in other 
across the multiverse, like other versions of her life, other versions of herself. And then so the introduction of the multiverse is, is put into play. Yeah. And, which and, are called jumping pads. So yeah, jumping pads. They're yeah, called so, jumping pads. Just so you know, this is a huge part of this movie. Yeah. So um, and then so she her entire world has been upended and rocked, but she's trying to hold it together in front of Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> she's who's auditing her. Time. <laughs> who's auditing is? her. <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis is like pulling out some crazy character and it works. She Do you think like this a, is her best movie? Because John, I think so. Like she, as well. she also never gets roles like this. Like she's a, a scream queen. She's um, very typecast in certain ways. And, um, but yeah, for like this level, John, this, this is uh, good. This is peak Jamie Lee Curtis. It's wild to me. It's so good because she knows what this movie is and she's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm making this movie. Like she probably showed up on the day and was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Hardcore. And she went hardcore. They all were like, we're in it. Let's do this. But anyway, so she, um, so uh, Michelle Yell is thrust in the IRS building into other versions of herself and other versions of this existence that she's experiencing. But all the while she, so she starts to unravel and then she just wants to get out of there. Um, whenever the, whenever Jamie Lee Curtis is like, you know what? You can bring in extra documents at the end of the day today but guess what there's not going to be an end of the day today no nope. <laughs> so. there certainly is not also let's not forget that jamie lee curtis is like do you think i would have all of these awards if i wasn't the best irs auditor and those <laughs> yeah. awards everyone are giant butt plugs they, they are literally they don't just look like giant butt they plugs are they are literal butt plugs butt with plugs like a wooden movie. base and her name on <laughs> it right? <laughs> what was her name yeah. by the way i'm sorry uh, i, I cut you off her name's deirdre bobadry there we go. Okay, so Deirdre <laughs> Bobentry is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who has butt plug awards from the IRS. And yeah. it's, John, can I tell you when I saw that? I wanted to text you so bad, and I was like... I was like, what? I was like, oh, oh we're doing this today. I said, this is where this movie's going? I can't wait to see what's next, because uh, I cackled. <laughs> I was like, so this but is a also, comedy, but it's also not just throwing it away as a joke because they come into play later. John, and we are like, can I tell you when that scene happened? I feel like we no, need we're, to, no, 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 we're not because remember okay. we had the thing before. Oh, right, 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 right. We're not but, talking about that. Anyway. So anyway, so she, they're on their way out and, um, uh, oh no, before they're on their way out. Um, so in this other little parallel universe, with, where Michelle Yao has been uh, told that she needs to fight, that she's going to have to fight because there's a danger afoot and somebody's out to get them. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, somebody in this other little universe, has been uh, sort of possessed by another uh, entity and they are scary and they kill her husband in this universe. And yep. so and then are coming after her. So while she's sitting there at the IRS, she's having this epic battle somewhere else in another universe. And so yes. whenever she's so in in real universe, she is about to get onto the elevator to go away. And she sees Jamie Lee Curtis like eye her and start coming at her real fast. And she thinks she's going to be attacked by scary Jamie Lee Curtis. And so she clocks Jamie Lee Curtis, who was just trying to um, leave him. No, no, just trying to. She's like, oh, you forgot your cart. So anyway, so she gets, (laughs) so she's like, what the fuck? And then, uh, so she is, 
the security is called up. They're going to be like arrested. And um, uh, but but Jackie, uh, but uh, the uh, the Waymond, her husband. Waymond. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> he gets repossessed by this like secret agent, uh, uh, Jackie Chan from another dimension, from another dimension at the um, whenever the whenever they come up, the security comes up and he does full crouching tiger head and dragon with his fanny pack on these guys and, and whisks her away somewhere else. And then what we learn from there is there is a main villain named, um, Oh, what was the name? Jobu Tupaki, who yes. is of the multiverse who has, uh, through, um, experiments with the multiverse, uh, has, sort of resigned to the chaos of, of the multiverse and infected yes. by it. And, um, and they are, they are so powerful and masterful at jumping around through these different multiverses that they can basically do anything. They can do they, anything. They can do anything they want. And they are her daughter. Yep. In, a, in another universe. Yep. In another universe. So this is where it starts to get confusing. Mm-hmm. So it's, and the thing is, is the movie itself is not a confusing movie and it's actually fairly easy to follow. Yeah. But, but explaining it is where it becomes very difficult because you just, the, it's sort of like you just have to see it. You know what I mean? So there it's are like, jumping points within this movie. And I want to say this, the way you can learn. So say your main physical body is in this universe, John, that we're in. So I'm going to explain it to everyone who hasn't mm-hmm. watched it. Um, you have what they call is like these jumping pads and you have to fulfill a specific condition before you can jump to a different universe. And those are usually in the form of crazy, ridiculous bizarre. acts. The most bizarre things, and it can be random. Nobody has to tell you what it is, but if you do something weird within your universe, you're probably going to end up in a new one because there's infinite universes. So you can jump anywhere. So at this point, Michelle Yeoh is learning how to use these conditions and these jumping pads to learn new skills from all of her other from all of the other lives that she lives in different planes. So she's just trying to gain access to all that wealth of knowledge, experience and whatever, which is infinite and bring it to her so that she can overcome um, the main baddie, which is Jobu Tupaki, who is AKA her daughter, AKA her daughter, who is like this gnarly, like also whenever she comes out as, as Jobu Tupaki, I was like, fucking get it, honey. Dude. I love this actress. Me as well. John, when she shows up in that hallway and her clothes start changing and she kills that dude with those dildos. Can I tell you, (laughs) I was like, she's wielding these giant dongs as nunchucks (laughs) and kills people with it. And she's doing it to like, to just showcase to Michelle Yeoh, her mother, AKA her mom, that, that she, that the universe doesn't matter. Nothing matters in the universe. And that's like her whole plight. Her whole character is like, she's discovered that no matter what you do, no matter what choices you make, Nothing in the world matters. And it's like this darkness of that realization has literally consumed her brain. And 
whenever she that whole reveal with her plight in that hallway. So like there's this whole like so she catches up to Michelle Yao and uh, killing people in the process, describing how this how nothing matters in the world. And like the final line is like nothing matters. And that like got me because like I I feel like that's depression. But it's it is depression, which they touch on. They yeah. kind of touch on this depression thing. So what's crazy to me is it's really hard. Do you kind of want to should we forego and just kind of do a quick let's yeah. finish the synopsis. So I just want to say this. This movie takes place in three parts and it's broken down for you in the everything part, the everywhere part and the all at once part. Yeah. So within these parts, you watch Michelle Yeoh become the super strong being for everyone out there. She's learning how to do exactly what her daughter does. And at this point in the movie, everyone who was on Michelle Yeoh's side is like, we have to stop her. We have to stop her. She's going to become her daughter and she's going to become evil just like her. Yes. So things start going full ham. Yeah. So people are like, there's going to be two uh, Jobu Tupakis in the multiverse. No. We can't have this, which is crazy, which leads to, and we do tell you about the butt plug scene. So at one point... (laughs) Um, uh, am I jumping too far? Do you have something you want to, we have to wrap that up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, butt plug scene. (laughs) So, oh no, 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 please, please go because. Okay. So yeah. So what, what goes down from there is like, so, uh, Michelle Yeoh is risking becoming a villain like Jobu Tupaki and wreaking chaos among the, the multiverse um, in order to save her, her daughter. daughter. And she's like, she's like, I can become just like you, but I'm not going to be just like you. And so through inspiration from her husband's uh, multiverse uh, characters, ca- multiverse character, multiverse of characters, uh, she realizes that um, she can she can fight the way that he fights, which is through love. Yep. Because she always thought that his, his, he was sort of like this weakling sort of like pushover kind of guy. But it's, it's the moment that whenever, um, in, in one of the multiverses, the main multiverse that we follow, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, it's everything has culminated back at the laundry, uh, at the laundromat. And Jamie Lee Curtis is there. And, everything's going really bad. They're going to shut their, their business down. And Michelle Yeoh is about to turn real dark, but that's whenever, oh. that's whenever she looks over and she sees her husband, um, just being forthright, open and honest with Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And, and that, that kind of wins that battle with the IRS essentially. It does. And so, and, the, and so she's inspired to be like, Oh, I don't have to resort to all this violence and craziness and killing people. I can I can be this powerful and wield the sword of love, which she does. And she has that nice conversation with her daughter outside. So we've jumped. We've jumped a lot, but we will go back. So Mm -hmm. essentially, this movie is very family driven and it's driven in the sense that like every single person in this family, this. um, So the husband, the wife are having issues. Uh, The wife and the daughter have issues. The wife and the dad have issues. Uh, And the wife and her dad have issues, all of these different things. And it's, and it has culminated into this, like this everything bagel, which which is, (laughs) I loved it. Cause like, cause they were like, we don't know what she's working on. And we think it's a black hole that she built. So they they think that the daughter, they think that the daughter Jobu Tupaki as an evil villain has created a black hole. That's going to do something crazy to the multiverse and destroy everything and so um (laughs) 
And so, but what it is, is actually an everything bagel. And there's a whole monologue about it. There is. <laughs> but that monologue is basically her saying like, this bagel was created for me to end it because I'm so sad. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I don't want, I don't want yeah. to do this. And that bagel was for her essentially yeah, she, it's basically suicide in ways and so it's it's just to and but it would but also she would be taking down the multiverse with her she and, would so she's like i'm done all of you are finished too yeah so and it all in the root of her anger and the root of her sadness and the root of her frustration is um it's all about michelle yo and not accepting her for who she is which i mean that anger right there, if it could culminate into this character, by the way, her costumes, um, uh, makeup. uh joy. Yeah. So joy. Uh, so yeah. So Stephanie, uh, yeah, so her, yeah, her character, Jopu Tupaki's wardrobe is madness. It's unreal. Amazing. It's one of my favorite things. Also like her makeup in, in this movie is oh, also amazing. It's so good. Okay. So, how many okay. costume changes do you think Joe Butupaki had to go through? I don't know because when she's <laughs> falling down the stairs while the black hole yeah. is taking everyone at the end, yeah, she, yeah. her costume changes like 10, 13 10 times. Times maybe. But also like one of the, the, the climactic moment is Michelle Yeoh um, sort of like becoming her whole being where she becomes everything everywhere all at once. And they do like they do like a half a frame switch like a thousand hundred times where it's just Michelle Yeoh's face, John. but in but, and all these different costumes, all these different looks, and it goes oh. through like a hundred. It I, is. I thought I was going to have a seizure in that moment, by John, the way. It Did is you? so good. Okay. When I was watching it, I said first that the light in here reminded me of that tunnel scene in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. <gasps> yeah. 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 John, I was Seriously so impressed. I'm so impressed by this movie, but John, yeah. please continue because so, that scene was insane. Yeah. So let's just get to the, let's just hop, skip and a jump to the very end and then whatever, just watch it. So like, um, she saves her daughter, uh, she saves her daughter while, uh, from the black hole while the simultaneously <laughs> from the, from the bagel, the everything bagel. Um, while in the, the main universe story, she is listening to her daughter cry about just not wanting to like be her daughter anymore. Like it's too yeah. hard. Like she just yep. doesn't want to even try to get her love and affection. And then, um, and then, uh, what happens is, she ends up telling her daughter that she loves her. And as there's another multiverse subplot where she is, is, she is life partners with Jamie Lee Curtis and they both have hot everybody. It's a universe where everybody has hot dog fingers. John, <laughs> I have a fact about those two. That wasn't CGI. Those are made. Yeah. You can tell that they're, that they're, they're prosthetics. prosthetics. They must've had so much fun with those. There's a, there's a the shot. scene where they do the, <laughs> so they, yeah. and then the foot, the but, yeah. foot brushing the tear away, <laughs> <laughs> which was also like, okay, so there's like, let's just get into, let's just stop synopsis okay. and talk about it. So it's like, uh, there's the universe where everybody has hot dogs for fingers, where they have to overcompensate and use their feet to do things. John, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it, it's a universe where she is a long time. Her her husband is basically Jamie Lee Curtis from the IRS. <laughs> yes, from the IRS. And she's they're having very similar issues. Like, but so she she's tasked with like telling her that she loves her meaningfully. And did, can I tell you that that scene that whole it's a it's a series of scenes like shots all together, and that got me. Did it get you? Did you get got with this thing emotionally? Did I get got like sadness? Yeah. The only thing this... A a tearjerker. Because there are tearjerker moments. They managed to do these tearjerking moments with the most ridiculous things. Like like a foot wiping a tear off of a face. I actually... Okay. So I laughed, but I felt so good in that moment. Can I tell you, I didn't have a tearjerker moment. This movie made me so happy. Yeah. So happy. There was not one thing like I felt every emotion, even the foot wiping the tear away. Yeah. Or like just like the ridiculousness of the hot dog fingers. And they're like they're having an emotional moment when they have like the fight and the fingers are just like they look like antennae just like hitting each other. (laughs) Have you seen that? Have you seen that turtle in the water meme where the two turtles, they have the really long fingers. The one's doing the. so crazy I, I feel like one of my favorite universes is the hot dog fingers one because they managed to have so much emotional payoff within that universe it's crazy can we talk about the scene in the movies so at this point everyone we kind we're of we jumped, about it. we're just yeah. talking about it at this point anyway everything gets resolved in this movie the mom yeah. and the daughter are like you know what we're gonna stay in this boring ass universe sa- together by, by yeah by like saving her daughter she saves the multiverse and that's she the saves the, the multiverse but her daughter is still aware that she is uh the strongest person there and in the boring yeah. universe where the movie starts they choose to stay right they and they're like let's live to together be happy being living a, uh, on top of a, a boring ass existence yeah. and a laundry yeah. mat and so now we're just going to talk about specific elements in the movie where we talk about the butt plugs that come into play mm-hmm. and how the jumping pads need conditions. So while that scene was so insane to me, because when you <laughs> see the butt plug and the guy's like, I need a condition, I need a condition. So they're like, <laughs> put the butt plug in so that he can make uh, so he can develop new skills. Um, yeah. And she sweeps the butt plug away and that guy flies another dude, another assailant <laughs> flies over and in, lands in, in super through. slow-mo, in epic slow motion. Slaps her right on the butt plug and starts fighting Michelle Yeoh's character with this butt plug hanging out. By the way, everything's blurred out in blocks, you guys, because yeah, but you he's can, wearing like, see, nothing you underneath. Can, you can like <laughs> see this gaping yeah. butthole through the pixelation it is. coming down right right at the camera. (laughs) I was was like, this movie is amazing. Like, I don't know. I wanted to text you also at that scene to be like, John, you're (laughs) never going to believe what I just watched. Yeah. I was like, so the, the butt plugs pay off in a way that you would never expect. Also the guy who initially tried to jump on the butt plug, he was, what did he have? Did he a trophy? A giant trophy. A giant, a giant trophy. So at this point in the movie, which we're not going to tell you when it happened, you have yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah. There's two people trying to fight her oh. and they have things shoved up their butt. Oh my goodness. Can I just tell you? Okay. So one thing that, that I noticed during this movie, um, if I can just get into my respect for the level of visual storytelling here, um, oh. it's, 
it's beyond. It's one of those things that you can watch over and over again and be like, oh my God, yeah. Oh, John, okay. That's I what they were this. doing there. And like, I so thought this too. Can we talk about the, the, the concept of the black hole, which is an everything, which is a black everything bagel. With, with black <laughs> sesame seeds on it. Yeah. So, um, so first of all, there's a, there's a scene before we learn about the everything, the everything bagel, um, black hole where, um, they're like hiding out from the bad person in a conference room and there's bagels that they're eating. They're yes. like, they're like you need, you need energy and they're yep. eating bagels. Yep. So there's that. So that's, um, but also. And that's well, in the everything part of the movie. Yeah. So there's also, um, so whenever we're back in the laundromat towards the climax scene, um, you realize that the background, the mise-en-scene, the, the whole, the framing of that, they, they all have the, the draw, the big industrial dryers and they're, so they look like black holes. Did you notice that? John, I did not notice that. I, so, and I, I'm going to watch this movie again for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of black circles in the laundromat wow. because there's dryers all along the wall. I hadn't even considered because Which I is, did notice. I was like, you guys, I noticed they added the little Daniels. things in there, but I didn't notice that. These writers are insane. Oh, can I tell you too, just so you know, when you're talking about the cinematography and everything in this movie, the people who did this movie. So uh, as far as like the CGI goes, I have to tell you, um, I feel like it was a was, lot practical, but there were CGI moments. It yeah. says no joke. There were five people who did not go to school for visual effects, did all the CGI from or for the film in their bedrooms during the pandemic. Oh my God. Five people in their bedrooms during the pandemic who know nothing about this. Man, that's what I'm talking about because it's like, and it is unreal. Yeah. It is so good. It's very, very good. And I would just, I don't know. I can, and this movie's budget was only $25 million by the way. And it made its money the fuck back. Oh yeah. Oh yes, it did. Um, I think it's during its theatrical release, it made um, $90 million worldwide. It's it's so. Yeah. And usually usually um, uh, movies don't really make the just break the bank with the with the U.S. and Canada releases. But this one made sixty six million dollars in America. So, yeah, it's crazy. It made. Yeah, I don't. So. Oh, also, I kind of want to say too mm -hmm. another fun fact about like. um Jamie Lee Curtis's character in this movie. Yeah. Was that uh, she, all of the details, like the wardrobe details were chosen by Jamie Lee Curtis. I can totally see that. She what? got to basically <laughs> pick these details of her character, like the wrist brace she and the watch that's over her brace. Oh, yeah, the, the carpal tunnel <laughs> <Yeah>. brace. <laughs> and she talks a big game too. Like she loves oh, herself. She has like she, this giant ego and looks like a monster creature. John. When I tell you this is my favorite <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis role, and let me tell you what, I love her. I love her to death. I love her in Knives Out. I love mm -hmm. her in everything. You have, she's just so good. Like, yeah, and she has like these surprisingly emotional moments. But this 
movie like there, there, there's a there's a scene where like she as uh yeah as like this crazy monster attacker is come is about to do a kill strike in super slow-mo to michelle yao and michelle yao she knows what she has to do she has to meaningfully say that she tell her that she loves her yes which as which she's is, which jumping is her, which is her biggest villain being which is symbolic because like she's like the irs trying to like destroy her life like figuratively and literally <laughs> and like and in that final moment she jumps to a multiverse where they are they are life partners going through a hard time and in this multiverse it's a, it's the hot dog fingers multiverse yes and in this one and in, in this multiverse uh, jamie lee curtis is about to leave her and the only way to like salvage the relationship is for Michelle Yao to change things around and like meaningfully just tell her that she loves her and she does it. And then she ends up saving herself in, in the, the main one that we're following. She, yes. She's able to meet the criteria yeah. to jump into was, a different universe. It was a, that moment that really got to me. Oh, so good. I was like, Oh my God, I am emotionally moved. But the, the other one, the other one was with one of the final scenes was they're back at, at the laundromat and she just discovered like the value of her husband and like has a newfound a new perspective on him. And she just like goes up to him and he's like, he's like, oh, what what's going to happen? And then she just gives him a hug. It's, and I was like, I was like, that was the, that was the tearjerker moment for me. I didn't have any, I didn't have any tear jerkers. I literally yeah. laughed. I laughed a lot during this movie. Yeah, this movie brought crazy. me a ton of joy. I, when I tell you, John, I almost lost it. When those slimy boogers are coming out of the grandpa's <laughs> nose and yeah. she wipes his mouth, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character wipes his mouth, telling him it's all going to be okay. And yeah, she pushes those gagged. boogers in his mouth. <laughs> I laughed so hard, John. And then and she snorts a fly. Dude, she snorts a fly because, and the reason why, she didn't have a real jump. She was like, I know if I do this, I'll jump somewhere and I'll get some knowledge. And she does. So I do want to say this, which, so I think this is kind of cool. And we were talking about the film's inspiration. You text me and you said something about the Matrix. Yes, I did. The film's inspirations actually include the Matrix, Kill Bill, It's a Wonderful Life, and Michelle Yeoh's entire filmography so <laughs> there was there was a half second frame shot of her at a premiere for crazy rich asians i Did saw you see that? that yes and i was waiting for that and i was like they're truly choosing to put different aspects of her life in this movie which makes it so much deeper because they brought us into because, the multiverse yeah because in their I'm having a, a moment here where I'm just realizing what you're saying, where it's like, we're not wa- like we are watching Michelle Yeoh in a different multiverse, which is it, it, honestly, if you really stop and think about it, it, it's so mind numbing because you're like, they, they brought us into a universe, a universe we live in. They're essentially saying, you're just a part of this universe. You're watching Homegirl, who's part of your universe, film a movie about a multiverse and you're all connected. And so this movie is so exciting to me. Oh, it's it's it was I I was aware like I had like friends who were like seeing it and like I have a writer's group that like we meet every Sunday. And while this was in theaters and new people were just like, you have to see the movie like you just have to see it like it's it's. 
and I get what they're talking about. The hype is real. But I was I was almost not sold on the hype initially while starting this movie. Oh. And that was whenever I texted, I was like, uh, this is just the Matrix because there's there's literal <laughs> there's but they it's literally just the Matrix in some points, like the whole setup of it, the um, sort of like the Morpheus on the cell phone of it, which they do say these were major influences. Yeah. But uh, so so at first I was just like. Oh, like and so like the 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 way the agents in the Matrix um, yep. work is basically how they're jumping from body to body in this movie. And um, and also they they refer to Michelle Yeoh's character as potentially the one uh-huh. they do who can save the multiverse. And um, but she is just she's just a little old person. And there's there's a in both <laughs> in both the Matrix and this movie she get they the one gets the call to action of like this is uh-huh. what's going on and you can either you can either take a leap of faith and do this thing and expand your whole mind or you can reject it yep. and you can just and then bad things will happen to you when he and, said and and they both neo and michelle yo both reject that leap of faith at first yep because he's like, you can go to the janitor's closet or you can go sit at that chair. And, and she keeps looking at the janitor's closet, but she's so cracking Neo, at yeah, the so chair. Neo, Neo is outside of like being asked to like go out on a on legend, take a literal leap of faith and, and hit like a paint, uh, hit the window washer as um, thing to, to escape. And, and he rejects it and gets uh, held in custody by the agents. It's and here, since we're talking about her being the one before I forget, I put this in my notes because I thought that this was really incredible. Also funny and one of my favorite roasts. Yeah. Uh, in the scene, um, they're in the office. This is right before Jenny Slate uses her dog as like a, <laughs> as like a weapon. Oh, my um, God. Which, by that, the way, that is had so, me like rolling. Dude, I was like, you, I was like, whole. I watched it by myself and I was just like, <laughs> how am I watching this alone? Dude, it is. I know. I really wish. But OK, before I forget, for real. So when he says when they're like, the reason why we chose you, Evelyn, in this timeline is because you're so bad at everything. You have untapped potential to be the best at everything. Right. Yes. yes. They said you're so horrible at everything <laughs> that we know you can learn how to do it all. That it's almost like a, a, a negative version, like the but exact also, opposite version. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of the exact opposites, those googly eyes are the opposite of what the bagel is, which is part of the movie. They represent different parts of the conflict because you have you have the white part of. Uh, oh, it's a negative. It's, it's a, a negative ne- it's of a what negative the bagel is. Yeah. So they're the conflicts is what those represent. Um, I was wondering what the googly eyes were, were, were about, but I thought it was just like humor and fun. And also they, they directly link to, um, aside from the metaphor, it's the husband who inspires her yep. how to, how to win. Uh-huh. And the husband is going around the putting googly eyes putting everywhere. googly eyes thing on to, to inspire joy and love. Yep. And I want to say and this. Also, he puts googly eyes. She takes off googly eyes yes. that he had put on there on yep. On the dryer door, which looks like a black hole. 
I love visual the, visual storytelling. Yes. And you I want to say master this class master class. Of, oh, for real. Like no joke. I have to say this before I forget. Um, and this is the last thing I'm going to say before I think we can kind of really talk about yeah. what we think in this. Obviously we love it, but I thought it was really cool that as you are watching this movie, you're wondering, she's sitting there at the tax place when you first meet Jamie Lee Curtis. And she's mm-hmm. like, why do you have this karaoke machine? And she's like, I'm a singer. Why do you have this? Oh, I'm a teacher. She has all these things that she is trying to, um, uh, yeah, uh, get credit for. To. Yeah. Well, she's trying to get credit for it. The taxes being right, like, Oh, I'm right. this, I'm this, I'm this. They're not real businesses. But as she's jumping through these multiverses, you realize that every single other Evelyn mm-hmm. is a singer, is an actress, is a teacher, is this. So there are parts of her that were ready to become these things. And yeah. it shows in the very beginning when she's being audited for all of these things. And that's, that's the whole lore of the multiverse. I don't think just in this movie, because there's an actual um, multiverse belief, um, oh. which I would like to ask you right here on this day. Yes. Do you believe in the, the answer multiverse? Is yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and why couldn't, th- why couldn't there be, we have no clue. Um, why, why couldn't there be? But I feel like it's a very, um, because if you think about the matrix, it kind of feels very multiverse before we kind of knew that in our collective unconscious. But, oh, now, for sure. but now the multiverse is like main storylines in, in Marvel movies and every I, audiences are able to comprehend what that multiverse idea is. So it's a very much a part of our awareness as people now, like of a multiverse, and the existence of it and, and like how it could work. And I think we can all accept that it might be a thing. Yeah. Um, it could but, be the media preparing us for it. This is my controversial, uh, uh cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> like this is my, um, this is, this your, is my this brain. Conspiracy theory. This is my conspiracy brain. It's like, they're preparing us. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once. And, uh, Dr. Strange was, uh, fully it was a documentary. The, the U S government funded it. It was actually uh, a documentary. Nancy, we Nancy watched Pelosi, it. Uh, totally funded this thing. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, but I, I, I feel like it's more so like, the belief in sort of there's just a collective thing that humans have of like the decisions that I make totally can send you down a different direction. And so it's like, if I didn't do this thing, no matter how small or big during a day, yep, it's like there there's the potential that it could have gone somewhere else. And so like, Mm -hmm. and then visualizing that, that sort of branch of reality just splinters off infinitely because it can all just be affected. It could. And I, I'm glad you said that because at the core of this movie, that is what it is. It's about every single thing you make, make, every decision you make creates a ripple and that ripple affects everything everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at (laughs) once. So they're like, so the, the main message of the story is so why not make decisions based on love and affection and kindness? Yep. And, and no matter how terrible and horrible things are, um, if you're not making, if you're not making uh, decisions that are positive or if you're choosing not to accept things or love things or whatever, and you're just like this everything bagel of sadness and despair, like, those things have bigger consequences that are beyond just you. Yep. It's basically, it affects the world and the it multiverse. Is, it, it does. 
You're right. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually I actually believe that to be true, to be to be honest. Oh, yes. A dark yeah. cloud can bring everything down. Yeah. And so I would say like with the depression part of it, whenever I'm in like a major depression mode, I am like I'm very nice and kind to people and I get the job done and whatever. But you're not but nice it, to yourself. Right. Exactly. So and I think that's the way it is. It's like but you don't realize that the people who love you around you um, are being affected by like your terseness or your um uh, just like standoffishness or whatever the fuck it is. Like you affect the people around you who love you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's but what Michelle Yeoh was doing this whole time. She was she basically was. the everything bagel. She was, she was creating chaos without realizing it. And she had to find a way to fix it. Yeah. Oh, and that shot at the very end, whenever she's reaching into the everything bagel black hole to like pull her pull daughter, her daughter out, out. Yes. And she doesn't have the strength to do it. And she looks behind her and <sighs> her, her own father is, is there is there to That's help like her a robot character he had some did he have like a cr- bedpan uh, around <laughs> <laughs> he finagled he, he he jumped to another place to build a thing where he could walk it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have the strength to defeat his own daughter but like but then he like she looks back and has the full support of, yep, of her, of dad. her that, entire that an, family that was another moment where i was like oh get it it was Daniels. good it was yeah. good. Okay, so I guess with that, we clearly, I think you all kind of understand where we stand. Okay, so um, out of 10 everything bagels, what do you give it? Look, I'm going <clears> to <throat> give this out of 10 butt plugs. Out of 10 <laughs> butt plug awards. One, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 9. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a 10. I want to give it I a 9, mean, but there yeah. was a part in this movie, and I wish I would have put it in my notes, and I remember thinking... This part, I felt like there was a moment in there. What was it? It doesn't matter. I'm going to give it a nine. In my brain, yeah, it's a 10, but there was a part in there that I should have written down. I was drinking. I'm so sorry. And <laughs> I meant to put this, I meant to put this in here because I had a um, point. But overall, I'm not joking. This is yeah. easily one of my favorite movies I've ever watched. And also recently because... We don't have these original things anymore. It's we don't and we don't. And it's but but leave it to so the Russo. Good. Leave it to the Russo brothers and the team at Agbo. I've been to Agbo. It's a tiny. It's a it's a smaller studio. It's a, a, in downtown LA. Um, I went to a meeting there like in 2018 or something like that, and I I didn't realize at the time that I was meeting one of the Russo brothers and. Because I didn't, I didn't, I don't watch Marvel movies. Did you shit a little bit though when you met him? No, I didn't know who he was. Oh, so this nothing. Is, yeah, so you I didn't met, pee your pants, which happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was communicating with like a, a vice president of development there who still talks to me, and I still pitch her ideas. Um, they're a very great company, but I was like, I was they were auditioning me to like adapt um like a horror short. And I was just telling them in the meeting, I was like, I don't know if I can make a story about this. Like, and, um, and, and, but I was like, but here are my ideas. And so it was literally one of the Russo brothers in, um, telling me that, um, the road that I was going down probably wasn't so good. And I wore, I regret this to this day. I wore, (laughs) I wore, my fucked up tennis shoes 
from like I had like they were my work tennis shoes <laughs> and where where I was dealing with like practical special effects. Westworld. Like like goo. And yeah, like, I remember there was like there was like foam. There was like silicone spatter. There was paint. They were disgusting shoes. And I wore those to this meeting with a Russo brother. How do you feel about that? I, there was like so something on there that looked like a booger. John, can I tell you that I actually <laughs> love that because most people would be like, you went in there not knowing who he was and he probably thought you did. <laughs> and you were the most real version of yourself with dusty shoes from Westworld dick goo. Yeah. And uh, oh, so, but in hindsight, whenever I got home, I then looked at it because I was like, I was just very busy and concerned about like the story that I was going to create. I didn't realize this. And I was like, oh my God, this is one of the directors of like Avengers movies, like the best ones that everybody loves. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. That's okay. I am the worst. This, Not is, at my, all. this is my worst universe that I am living in right here on this day. But anyway, they are very lovely people and like they're doing shit like this. And this is what they need to continue doing because this is great. Yeah. Well, out of out of nine, everything be able or everything. Be, oh, or you ten. know what? Yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, wait, gonna, wait, wait. Are you going to do butt plugs? Why don't you pick what you want? There's so much hot dog fingers out of ten I, hot I'm dog gonna do, fingers. You know, what, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do um, I'm going to do out of ten um, very strong, aggressive um, uh, henchmen. With a butt plug up their ass and fighting Michelle Yeoh's <laughs> with like with like super serious face and conviction, by the way, as if as if the butt plug isn't even there. No, <laughs> which was crazy to me. Hilarious. Um, but anyway, um, I will give it. I'll, I'll also give it a nine tonight because I, I would do a 10 as well. But because during the setup, I was sort of taken out because of the hardcore Matrix references that it was like it was sort of borderline Matrix plagiarism in the setup. But I know that they were just paying homage, but yeah, there, there's paying homage and then there's taking it directly, which for me, sure, it worked for the storyline. But those things were so directly plucked out of the Matrix, like like full um, script beats. Like I've read the matrix script a thousand million times. Um, it's a perfect screenplay and it, it, it was too formulaic to the matrix for me. And I feel like this could have been its own thing. I know they wanted to like pay homage and do references, but they could have not done that and really gotten away with it. So for that, for me, it's a nine. So I th honestly, though, at this point, since we're doing references and before we go, I do want to say my favorite was kind of the Kill Bill reference with Jenny Slate in the kitchen swinging her dog around. <laughs> um, yes. I have to touch base. That, I thought Jenny that was Slate, Jenny Slate in this movie. I mean, was, she just that was crazy. And I loved every moment of it because it was just comedic gold. She was using it as a battle flow, just <laughs> yeah. like, um, fuck, uh, she's one of my favorite characters in Kill Bill. Why can I remember her name? Oh, oh Kill Bill no. came out 20 years ago. Oh, like, no. 
But you guys know who I'm talking about, who's swinging that, I'm that doing battle right. flail. I'm doing it right now. A kill that bill. scene in Everything Everywhere All at Once <laughs> with her Pomeranian. She's like, sorry. And then Happy. she picks her. But the, the, I love the way they keep cutting back to it, moving like a regular dog. <laughs> and it's like not dead. <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. She flings that shit into the, fr- the, into the refrigerator behind Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh slams the refrigerator door, locking that fucking dog in the refrigerator. And then she blocks it. She blocks Locks it and it bounces over the cubicles and out and out of frame and probably dead for life. But anyway, so good. That was that was really. I mean, that was a good way to one up that fanny pack scene, which is also used uh-huh. as a battle. Yeah. So the husband uses the the fanny his fanny pack as, as a battle flail as a battle well. flail. And this was a great way to one that up. So. Dude, the dog thing. It really gave me those vibes from Kill Bill with the yeah. girl um, whose name escapes me. Go, go, you buy. Go, go. Go, go, you guys. Yeah. So that scene right there. Also, like, I know that they're I know that they are actively developing or filming or whatever the next Battle Royale. Which she was in. She was one of the original in Battle Royale. She played. (laughs) She's very good. The main character for all of you who don't know who the 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 actress is. I don't know her name. Her name is Chiaki uh, Kuriyama. She's amazing in Battle Royale. Oh, before we go. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I had. So anyway, did you throughout this movie, did you get vibes of. So Travis and I had a had an old tradition of watching like B Japanese movies that were very like actiony, very crazy, very over the top. Uh, Things like Tokyo Gore Police. Love, by the um, way. Yes, Tokyo Gore Police. Um, oh, remind me of another one. Um, it was oh, oh Robo Geisha, obviously. Robo Geisha, of course. So I just feel like it definitely um, gave me that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. While I was watching it, I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I had this realization. I was like, "This is." This is like Robo Geisha. This is um, Tokyo Gore Police. This is all that all that genre of of Asian B movie flair, like in the ridiculousness and the campiness of it and the craziness of it. But this is holding it down with a compelling emotional storyline. And it's and like uh, that. That's what it gave me. And I just had to mention that to you. Oh, John, it did give me that too. The only thing it was missing was tempura batter. I, that's it. I dream of that fucking scene. I dream of that scene. Was that Tokyo Gore police? I can't remember at this point. They're all kind of bleed together. I think it was as well. Tokyo Gore police were like, she's fighting some regular people inside their apartment. And (laughs) it's this old lady. Like she, she's current. She's currently frying shrimp tempura. Yeah. And one of the fight moves is like throwing the hand into the tempura, hot scalding, boiling oil. And then she pulls it out and it's fucking shrimp tempura. It is. It's amazing. At just like this movie. So all of you, yeah. please do yourself a favor. Watch this movie. We couldn't even spoil this movie for you. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, you can watch it knowing all this information and still be surprised and and moved. It's good. 
it was, it's it was really like, good. It's such good filmmaking. Like to be emotionally moved by something so ridiculous and crazy is it's very it's almost perfect for sure. And uh, this is I want to close out on this for me. Michelle Yeoh, Oscar. Oh, has I, to. It, a long overdue. But this has one, to happen. But this one for sure. Like if it's not happening. Jamie like, Lee Curtis, best supporting. Absolutely. Yeah. Like nothing that's that comes out this year. It like, can't touch this wait, movie. Wait till 2023. Like it can't touch this. It can't do it. But my concern is that like it came out so early in 2022 that like not the, my Acad- concern. the Academy shall forget. They better not. They better don't. Girl, they better don't. <laughs> so, but are we out of time? Are we going? We're out of, we are officially yeah. out of time, everyone. But anyway, yeah. So if you loved Mean Girls Interrupted, you know this where to episode. find us. Like, comment, subscribe. We need to do our call to actions at the beginning. Because uh, right. I almost always forget. Yeah. But everyone, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Do all of that. If you love mm. this, if you have a movie you want us to watch, our email is in the description below. You can look at it. It's mean girls interrupted at gmail.com. If you cannot spell, which is fine, a lot of us cannot, <laughs> uh, just copy and paste it and send us a suggestion or send us an email saying, hey, you want to know what? If you. If you want to sponsor us, send us an email. You have butt plugs we, you want us to try? Oh, I would totally sponsor a butt plug. Come on, send them. But also, but we didn't even get into the raccoon d- ratatouille. You guys, raccoonie so ch- is... Check out everything everywhere all at once. Raccoonie is for all of you guys if you need to know. Yeah, if you Racco- know... Is it you yeah, raccoonie? Raccoonie is... The way she mispronounces it, but then you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, it is a thing that exists. And, and it's something universes. that exists. You guys yeah. will die over Rakakui. She wasn't getting it wrong, even though they thought she was. Nope. So, <laughs> I mean. Uh, well, yeah. So I guess with that, Travis, we did it. And did it. Um, I would have to say, I love all of your plants behind you in this FaceTime screen. Thank you so much. And um, you're an excellent plant, daddy. You know, so much. That's one of the only things I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to see you at the movies. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> roll the credits. Yeah.